Hey everyone, I'm John Parker. And I'm Dan Duncan. And this is Don't Do That Bro. We're a podcast that exists to help dudes win. If you find yourself losing over and over again, making bad decisions, rushing to judgment, dating women that you shouldn't date, we're the guys that are going to help you get your mind right. Listen, we're your life caddy's favorite life caddy. This is what this show is about. If you need a life caddy, tune in. If you're trying to be a life caddy, get some game from us. And if you're just a guy, just, just out there. We just need to reel you in and help you understand that life is worth living and you can win. Um, intros to podcasts is such a hard, hard thing to do. You know, when you have so much material and you've been doing it for so long, this is like year 20 for us. You know what I'm saying? We've been doing this podcast thing for so long. Y'all have only heard us for a couple years, but literally, Dude, we did are you know. two years old, though. Yeah, we are two years old. Um, that's pretty amazing. That is amazing. I don't know if I've done a lot of things in my life for two years. I was going to say, maybe we should do something different. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this for two years, man. And you know what I'm saying? We eating, but uh, not because of this. But alas, we have arrived. We are explicit on iTunes, and now we're being hosted by... Blog Talk Radio. Come on, man. We in the game now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm not trying to toot horns, but, you know, if it wasn't for don't do that, bro, I don't, I don't even know if Blog Talk would be trying to holler at us. You I know mean, what I'm saying? I just, uh, hey. Evidence suggests that we are the ones to catch people's attention. Hey, you know, for whatever reasons. You know, it just, it's the sincerity of our hearts. The rest of Fort District's just on our coattails at this that, point. That's it. At this point in time, it's like, please, can you please? Just at least acknowledge. At least acknowledge. You know what I'm saying? Can we get a proper etiquette? Salute. Salute when you see us. <laughs> When the rest of Fort District sees us, please, please stand at attention. <laughs> is that is that all right? Yes, follow me. All right. Well, I'm John Parker. And I'm Dan Duncan. This is Don't Do That, Bro. We are the podcast to get you in the right direction. We, we kind of exist to help dudes win mm-hmm. in the best way possible. In the best way possible, as the intro suggests. So listen, um... This is this is kind of where we are right now. This is how we living, and we like to start the show off with, "Who's your caddy?" All right, guys, listen. Uh, unfortunately, there's never a lack of material when it comes to who's your caddy. We were trying to surmise things over the last few weeks, if you've noticed, and just give you one, one standout character, stand-up gentleman that needs to be caddied, right? Just, we tried, we tried. Kind of focus in. Yeah, a narrow focus, right? It's, right? it's all about quality over quantity sometimes. A micro look. Yeah. If yeah. you will. If you will. But needless to say, gentlemen, you never cease to amaze us and never cease to give us material. So we're going to give you three young men. <laughs> <laughs> three idiots three idiots and one old man you know what i'm saying that it just kind of find themselves dumb dumber and dumbest dumber, <laughs> in situations that they shouldn't be in right? ah, man i mean it's no more than three so we have one topic with several dudes and then just other guys doing stuff man there's times i wonder if our podcast should exist like are we talking to people mm. are we actually helping or are we mm. just making fun of yeah. like the lonely individuals that are like going to comic cons and uh, okay <laughs> all right <laughs> and and what I've come to the conclusion of via the uh, last two weeks of watching the news is, uh-huh. no, 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 there's a lot of dudes that need our help. <laughs> exactly. And if you're out there and you're going to a Comic-Con, invite me. Matter of fact, I'll be happy to join you. Dan, on the other hand, will make you, uh, 
I don't know what he'll make you, but he won't. He won't I'll make, make you, you great. return to the day you, you decided that was a good idea. Yeah, it's it's all right. Keep keep trucking along, gentlemen. Keep doing what you do. So we're gonna start with something that is along the lines of bidet face. It's not even it's not even related to sex. It's not it's not in that direction. It's about guys who let their wives be reckless and not reel them in. Right. So there is a young man. Uh, I'm not even gonna say his name. His wife, he's a, he plays for the Buccaneers, right? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's an athlete, professional athlete. His wife is thirsty for attention, right? She has a podcast, I think she does, and she's probably just the next reckless Wendy Williams or uh, female uh, gossip person, right? That's a thing, right? Now people just, just gossip, you know, TMZs and all of that stuff, right? So she gets some information saying that Derek Carr last year it was allowed to get injured, like his, his lineman stopped uh, playing blocking for him, for blocking him. for him uh, because of their, the stance on the national anthem and taking a knee and all that, right? Supposedly the team wanted to take a knee and Derek Carr was like, everybody stand up. And it was like, all right, well, you'll never be able to stand up again once you get your leg broke, right? So this was to be found untrue. It was to be, you know, bad intel. And basically, she, you know, she's on a national uh, uh, a program giving out this information, right? A national platform spewing these lies for the sake of, you know, making... Uh, a name for herself and it goes back to our conversation about last week about hey hey Dwayne Wade if you like to eat the booty like groceries make sure your wife understands it's not for her to tell everyone right that's not for her to that's mind your business <laughs> keep your mouth keep shut keep your mouth shut uh, uh, yes <laughs> all, of, all of the advice all, all the time keep your mouth shut right <laughs> so in this situation again guys listen man this is a very minor detail that dudes seem to miss I'm not saying, hey, keep your wife in check. She need to be barefoot and pregnant. None of that stuff. All I'm saying is, hey, men, you need to have conversations. If you are in a sport, right, this is what you do for a living. I'm a football player. My wife is about to go on air and spill tea, as they say, about other football players. And the information is false. Whatever field you find yourself in, if you want to continue in that field and have a career, you need to make sure, i.e. Colin Kaepernick and his girlfriend tweeting the tweet that she tweeted about was about the Ravens, right? Mm -hmm. After he's going to an interview, you're going to get a job and then you allow your girlfriend or you don't have a conversation with your girlfriend saying, hey, I, what I need you to do is to stay off Twitter. And this post you're about to put up about the potential job, the, the, the coach and, and ex-players that I'm trying to get, I need you not to do that. Do you follow me on this? Yes. Okay. You, you need to... What happens is women are smart. Yes, they are. If you keep them in the loop about what's going on, typically they're like, oh, okay, yeah. I'll ride with you on that. Yes, yes. But if you try to like kind of keep your things, your things, mm -hmm. and, and them out of the loop, then th bad things happen. And yeah. then on top of that, then you have the crazy women, mm -hmm. like the Tampa Bay Bucks mm -hmm. wife, who mm -hmm. she has a litany history mm -hmm. of charades like this <laughs> shy raids and tirades like just <laughs> like he is going to miss out on contract right, because right. of his wife yeah. because no team like she'll have a colin kaepernick effect yeah, of yeah. wherever she they go as a couple like but you know that she's his agent as well oh man he's tripping so yeah she I negotiates his contract oh that's a wrap bro it's a wrap so this is what we're saying this is what we're saying dudes when you have 
your bread on the line, when your career's on the line, when your livelihood's on the line, certain things don't need to happen. I know plenty of dudes whose wives are their managers and they're like, bro, I understand you're trying to keep the money in the family, but sometimes you got to cut ties. And then when you have a messy situation where your wife is your agent and she's also a gossip col- columnist or whatever she's trying to do, that means, hey, this information could have come from her husband. Right. It could have come from this source, that source or whatever. But now it's just going to look like this dude is a snitch or he's letting his wife sit in on conversations or whoever he hangs out with is messy enough to tell his wife some locker room drama. Mm -hmm. The fact that it wasn't real, at least gives some credibility to like, all right, maybe it wasn't necessarily him, you know, the guy or one of his friends. But the idea is like, like you're saying, man, Colin Kaepernick, you're going to get a job. You tell your chick, hey, I know you fired up about the situation. I know you ride or die. I know you my ace. You're a one day one, but I need you to be cool. Because <laughs> just, I'm trying to get this job. Let's just wait. Just wait. You know what I'm saying? Or not do it at all, right? Because the idea is this is my industry, right? For sure. Uh, right? You know what I'm saying? So again, say I'm a therapist, right? Or what do you say? We, I'm a, one a day a psychiatrist, one day I'm a psychologist. Well, that is true. But I'm not a psychiatrist, right? No pills. So what I'm saying is, hey, that's for you that may have listened back in the day. Dan likes to give me job Our titles. A one day ones. A one day ones, right? He, so what happens is if I'm getting ready to go, say, maybe be uh, on... I don't know, some nationally syndicated TV show, right? Like The View or I don't know, whatever is out there these days. Steve Harvey, I don't know what TV daytime, Ellen, right? And then my wife decides, before I go on Ellen, decides to put out a tweet about uh, Dr. Phil being a fraud or Dr. Phil something. You know what I'm saying? Do you realize I'm done? Do you realize (laughs) when you come for Dr. Phil, this dude makes $69 million a year being the host of the show that he's the host of. I'm not even sure what his degree is in. He makes $69 million a I, year? I'm pretty sure I just heard that over. It's, it's, it's over 50. I'm pretty sure it was 69 was the figure I heard. I mean, uh, and I don't know. I think that's just from hosting his show. Maybe his conferences and stuff he does, whatever. But whatever he's doing, he's making $69 million, Oh, my god! Right? So the point being is you just can't come for certain people. Right? Unless you have a platform and you have the ability to come for people. For sure. This dude's wife agent. You can't come for people, sir. You're, you, you play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my man. You know what I'm saying? Not saying I'm saying you're a football player. I'm not coming for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What I'm saying is that that's what you do for a living. It's grimy. Right. Whatever she does <laughs> for a living or says should have nothing to do with football. All right. If she's going to be a gossip col- columnist, if she's going to say whatever she says, she's your agent. She gets your contracts. She books your gigs. She gets your your uh, your endorsements. She should have nothing to say about football ever. Talk about Kanye. Talk about the Kardashians. There's enough in this world. Yeah. To, to right. talk about gossip right. was. She got a hold of some information. She was like, oh, this is it. And thought she was about to go platinum. And her album went wood. Double double nothing. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yo, just ch- just check in. Just check in with your wife, your girlfriend, significant other. Make sure whatever they're doing in their life is not going to ruin your career and ruin your life. And keep them as far away from these things as, as possible. All right? Or keep them in the loop if they're smart. Right. And you can trust them. And right. be like, this is the goal. Right. Ride with me here. Yes. And uh, don't marry your agent. <laughs> Moral of the story. Moral of the story. <laughs> Separation right. of church and state. That's it, bro. So we also often talked about what I'm doing now, for those of you don't catch on, since we're in a new platform, since we're reaching a new audience, we don't, just don't want to assume that everybody knows all of our nuances and the things we do and what we talk about. So we may do a lot of catch up on some of the shows, you know, for the next few shows, just yeah, for yeah. people to get on the same page. So... We often talk about sliding into the DMs. We often talk about staying away from Instagram models. We also talk about staying away from, you know, just situations that'll ruin you, right? Because they do. Because they do. So your boy LeBron James has been very minimal when it comes to the like, hey, he's a cheater. Hey, you can't trust that guy. Hey, he got in trouble at the Olympics. 
if you remember. I don't. So he basically was coming on strong to one of the, I think it was an American female athlete. I don't remember what sport she played, but it was all over the headlines. Like he was all in her face, smiling next to her. It's almost like, have you seen that, uh, that, that clip of, uh, Barack Obama being real friendly with like the the female or whatever, and then they she switches and Mich- <laughs> Michelle Obama's like yes, we, we're gonna switch seats. That's what we're gonna do, and you're done talking to Barack, right? Like so, it was kind of like that proximity type of thing, right? So this dude decides that hey, you know what? I'm LeBron. I don't know what he's thinking. So he decides to slide. That's into exactly the, what he's thinking. Maybe I don't know. I don't know the guy. I don't care for him too much. But there's an Instagram model again. So it's two for two. You have an Instagram model and a DM. It never ends well. <laughs> no, it doesn't end well. That's like alcohol in a car. <laughs> That's like mixing light and dark. You know what I'm saying? It's just beer before liquor, never sicker, right? Is right, that, you know exactly. It's, it's just one of those things, man. They just don't mix well. Mm-mm. He's bored. I don't know if he's on a flight. I don't know whatever he's doing. But this particular Instagram model, supposedly she like models like uh, hunting gear and fishing and, and man stuff, ATVs and all that good stuff, right? So he slides in a DM with, hey, ha-ha, can you teach me how to fish type of thing, right? <laughs> Can I go hunt? This with is innocent. You? <laughs> I just want to learn how to hunt. Winky face. Winky face. I'm sh- I'm sure. I, well, I'm gonna say I'm sure D Wade could teach you how to hunt, but a man that that tosses salad. I don't know. If there's much that he can teach you about. Uh, He'll hunt there. something for you. <laughs> there's, there's some other hunting going on. So, so what she what does she do, Dan? What does she decide to do? She decides to put this dude on blast by taking screenshots and putting him out there into the universe as being a DM slider. She did exactly what she should do. Right. In her line of work of being a famous Instagram model. (laughs) What's not going to make her famous is sleeping with LeBron. It's not. But what what (laughs) is, is this DM from LeBron that everyone's talking about. Like, oh, Oh. the family man with two kids Mm -hmm. and commercials and... Mm -hmm. Ain't as family yeah. as we thought. Yeah, and and he tried to be slick about it by putting some vague language of "Can you teach me how to hunt?" Social cue, wink, wink. I'll teach you how to play basketball. <laughs> I'll back you down into the paint, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so the thing is, it backfired on her too in this situation because, and this is the problem, right? So everybody comes to LeBron's defense. Oh, I can't believe you screenshot him and blah blah blah. Wait a minute, what? What? But, of course. What? Of course you're going to screenshot it. Right. Of course I'm going to put it One on blast. One of the most famous people on the planet right. just hit you up right. and propositioned you. Propositioned you for hunting. Right? And I'm like, bro, so it goes to the culture, right? So it's probably, I hope it's not women defending LeBron James, but it's probably a bunch of dudes out here that are like, either don't want to get put on blast or don't understand how the world works and are in some kind of bubble. Like, no, not LeBron. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no defending this situation. So these are the guys that are the problems, right? These are the guys that don't listen to the show or listen to the show and don't take heed of what we're talking about. Don't mess with Instagram models. Don't slide into their DMs and don't defend dudes that do that. Because that just says you want to do that and you don't want to suffer the repercussions of your sliding. That's good. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, dude. It doesn't take a psychiatrist to figure that out. It it doesn't end well. It doesn't end well. You are giving someone a very, very sensitive piece of information about you, Mm -hmm. i.e. I want to have sex with you. (laughs) Yes. In a public manner. Yes. In a recorded manner. Yes. That they then can use in any way that they so choose. Yes. That's so dumb. It... It doesn't get any number, it's bro. so dumb. And, okay, let's take the moral argument yes. off the table mm-hmm. here that what LeBron's doing is is wrong. And let's just talk about LeBron. You could show up anywhere to any club. Yeah. And the most attractive women in the world will come say hello to yes. you. Yes. 
and you can leave with no record unless you're Kevin Hart of that event. Yes. 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 Yeah, you so choose mm-hmm. that somebody probably like Delva Doba sent him this day, like, <laughs> dude, check out this girl because that's the only dude who's following a hunting Instagram <laughs> right, model. Right. And checked out this girl, and yep. LeBron's like, saw her, was like, I want that. Right. Let me take it a, nip, a little step further. So, bottom line, dude, yeah. if you ever have the idea of like looking at someone and being like, I want that, mm-hmm. just don't do that. Just don't, don't do, do that, bro. Don't do that, bro. Because that is a thing and she's a person who could ruin you yes absolutely and is trying to at this yeah, point yeah and i just i feel like maybe because of that article that we talked about a couple weeks ago espn situation these these athletes feeling like oh it's all good yeah maybe it's all good when you're single maybe it's all good when you're not trying to be america's sweetheart or whatever the case may be right if, if lebron was single and she put him on blast it's a whole it's a totally different conversation right because that's not even it's it's not even about morals or values. It's about, bro, like, when you're single, you just do dumb stuff, right? Then you need to still talk to us, and we say, hey, you don't have to slide in the DMs, right? But I think these guys think there's some kind of code, like some honor code. Like, if I slide in your DMs, you must not, thou shalt not, screenshot. Like, what? No. What are you talking about? She's an Instagram model, bro, and I'm not demeaning her per se, but I think as an Instagram model, if that's your career aspirations, you're going to do whatever you can do to get more likes, Yep. right? It's not about I'm a... Uh, uh, what do you call it a Victoria's Secret model or I'm not somebody that's on print or someone that's on television the nature of Instagram is likes yep. right the nature of Instagram is hearts the nature of Instagram is, is read follows it, it follows bro it's, it's national headlines and breaking news so that you get more follows follows equal dollars yep. if you give somebody whose nature of their job is follows and dollars fuel for their follow fire you're going to lose, bro. Absolutely. So just guys understand for the, I don't know how many thousands of time, you can't win in that situation. Unless your goal is to get put on blast, keep doing what you're doing. Exactly, bro. All right, who's, dumb, who's dummy number three? <sighs> this unnamed man. <laughs> I love how we're going just anonymous with right? all you these You know what I'm saying? We, you know, we... So what I've realized, they're, but for I, right? Is that, is, that the, is that the phrase? Yeah. Right? So I... Some people, I don't think, understand the nature of what we do, right? We can give names and we can put people on blast, but you people seem to think it's about us being, you know, petty. It's not about being petty. So sometimes we'll give a name because some people need to be named and then some people don't, right? So this is a but for I. Not really because I'm not going to be in this situation, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I I don't want this in my life, right? There's certain things. You have a life caddy. I have a life caddy, you know what I'm saying? So this, this, this gentleman... And I feel like they got a little bit of a little bit of bread, you know, potentially. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Because is it Qatar Airlines they're mm-hmm. flying? So it's Qatar. They're in the Middle East. I'm not saying he's an oil baron or anything like that. I'm just saying that the man is on a flight, and it looks like it's a boozy situation. You know what I'm saying? So the dude falls asleep on his flight. Guess guess what his wife decides to do while he's asleep? Uh, just check out what he's been up to. <laughs> Rummage through his phone. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 the life. It's already it's already a situation where if your wife needs to go through your phone, you're you're already in a situation you don't need to be in. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There's already room for doubt. You've already done something, or you've already put some breadcrumbs out there. There's a trail she's following. Yes. My man falls asleep on the airplane. She decides to unlock his phone. She's so slick. She just grabs his hand, fingerprint, like bruh, like bruh, like. Bruh, like, she, did she supply the drinks? Did she hit that boy with the night-night, like, before they got on the plane? Was it the Mile High Club oh, so situation? it wasn't even her having the access code via her fingerprint. Oh, bro. She slid 
her his hand yep. over the phone. Yep. Yep. And oh um, my, that's yeah. some secret agent stuff right there, right? Like that's that's pretty smart. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 one of those things where he just that's motivated, bruh, effort, bruh. She's in there. So mid flight, mid flight. This isn't on the ground. This isn't while they're waiting in. Like mid flight, she's drunk and turns up. Like she, I guess, like maybe she had one too many. He was like, you know what I'm about to do? Tell this man what's up. You know, courage juice. She didn't have the courage. Like she she got a few drinks in her. We caught that courage juice in Oakland. Slipped the man's finger on his phone. Phone opens up caught cheating she proceeds to go berserk like fight man like kick man like yell cuss and fuss man to the point where they got land the plane and then continue to beat him down as they're on the as they're booted off the airplane you know what i'm saying like bro like like if you're gonna do something illicit immoral cheat on your wife and then get in a flying tube you're an idiot Is that the don't do that, bros? Yes. Don't get in close situation yes, with bro. someone who wants to murder you. Yeah, that that's that's not wise, bro. Like, <laughs> like that's just that's just not smart, man. So we'll, we'll start at like the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Generally, cheating on your wife doesn't end well. Doesn't end well ever, ever, ever. ever yeah. All right. So baseline, baseline. We'll we'll, we'll take that off the table now yep. because it kind of is defeats the purpose of having the conversation. Yes, yes. dude. Do not keep <laughs> records of your stupid actions. Yep. This can be as minimal as your wife doesn't like you smoking cigars mm-hmm. and you come home smelling like cigars. Yeah. All the way to this action. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you are going to do something that you are trying to keep hidden, mm-hmm. generally don't keep records of those things. Yes. Now, some of those things may be acceptable, i.e. the cigar and a night out with the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dudes, sometimes you just shouldn't do them, i.e. this situation. <laughs> but still, you put your life in danger. Yeah. You're a fool. You're a fool. She should have she murdered you. Yeah, you're in a flying tube. <laughs> there, there's no exit. There is an exit, but that's the, that's the <laughs> ultimate exit. <laughs> there's, there's one way that that goes, right? Man. So it's like, bro, like, if, like, I don't know if it's arrogance or cockiness or pride or whatever the case may be, you decide that you're going to carry evidence with you. Not only are you going to carry that evidence with you, you're going to fall asleep with said evidence and then make it available for your wife to uncover. You put it in your back pocket and sit on it. You put it in your, your check bag, whatever it is. You don't need, you don't even need your phone on the plane, right? You just setting yourself up for failure. I'm not trying to teach you how to cheat. What I'm trying to do is be, tell you to be wise. We've already started with don't cheat. <laughs> We've, that, that's already, that's, so after that, you're kind of on your own. Then it's kind of just lets you some logic in this situation. But why, why oh why, would you put yourself in, in, in harm's way in, in a way that's, that's definitely avoidable? Like that didn't have to happen. You, you, she got turned up. She got the courage juice. She unlocked your phone. And now you're dead in, you're dead in the air. I have nothing for this man. I have nothing he, either. He, uh, he clearly, again, he, he, this is a Kevin Hart situation mm-hmm. where no one was like, dude, yeah. you think this is worth it? And this yeah. is the bottom line. Dude, you think seeing this other individual, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to females, you see this other individual that you think you want that's a little bit newer, a little bit more fun, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. and you go after it because of the pursuit it's, it just it will destroy you. It will destroy Whether you. it's just a simple, quote-unquote, innocent DM mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or 
a plane crash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You literally about to kill you and hundreds of, uh, I don't know, a couple dozen people, it. right? Like, that night, whatever that night was, yeah. not worth it. Bro, I'm saying, bro, like, I would have choked that dude too. Like, yo, you did what? And we about to die? Because your wife got in the cockpit, she ready to kill everybody? Sex is not that good. It's not, it's not, bro, it's not that important, my it's man. It's not that good. <laughs> it's not that, you're going to forget about it as soon as it's, it's over. Uh, and then, <laughs> dang, what just happened? I don't remember. Isn't it amazing how dudes, we convince ourselves that sex is that good? Yeah. That we can make some really stupid decision, yeah. and then inevitably, inevitably, it's like one probably I, probably wasn't worth it. Bro, I see people, I see dudes in my professional career, and they're like, "Yo, it wasn't worth it." Like immediately after, I'm like you knew that before you went into the situation, because you this isn't your first uh what word do I want to use ejaculation. <laughs> this isn't your first ejaculation. You know how they go, bro. So you know as soon as it's done. You're going to turn over and be like, dang, I just ruined my life. And for the average American man, <laughs> that period before ejaculation is about three and a half minutes. <laughs> so three and a half minutes of this is worth it. Ten for, pumps. <laughs> for about 10 years. Right, of, right, right. That was not worth Come it. Come on, bro. You throwing it all the way and for 10 alimony. pumps, bro. Right. Come on, man. Alimony, child support, blah, blah, blah. 10 pumps, bro. Two pump chump, dude. Two pump chump, man. It ain't worth your life, it man. It isn't, bro. Don't be it's a two not pump chump. <laughs> it's not worth a plane crash. Yep. It's not worth a DM. Yep. And... Brent Grimes just get yeah. some help bro come on man it's, it's just one of those things man so listen so this is the moral of that story you put other people's lives in danger right you're selfish right? oh that plane could have went down all those people's families are, are in disarray right <laughs> probably not but yeah, keep going. I'm, just, I'm just saying if the plane goes down if something happens you know what I'm saying if, you know, she throws her lipstick and hits yeah. the pilot I'm just saying the, 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 sky, the sky sheriff is like oh he just, he, just, he, just, he had too many drinks he decides to start shooting on the airplane you know what I'm saying? Like she's just wilding out, right? This scenario it is goes ridiculous. down. It just goes down. It doesn't end well, bro. Right? Don't put yourself on flying tubes if you're in that situation. Dudes need to understand and realize wives are smarter. Like I just don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Even your wife could have not graduated, maybe doesn't even have a GED, but I guarantee you, you're gonna get caught, bro. She's gonna figure it out, man. It doesn't matter. She cannot even speak English. She, women have intuition and they know what's going on. You're going to get caught, sir. It's not about a level of you thinking, oh, my wife just a blah, blah, blah. She'll never, I'm too smart. No, sir. She knew before you knew. She saw the look in your eyes, man. She understood. So you're not going to get away. Uh, it's not going to happen for you. Wives are going to find out. It's not worth doing. I, can, I, can I keep, you know what I'm saying? There's, I, think we just, I think we just hit the bumper now, bro. Come on, two pump chump. Who's your caddy? Fourth District. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we'll have more Who's Your Caddy next week, I'm sure. Um, because, again, you guys never cease to amaze us and give us plenty of information. So right now, this is kind of where we get into the meat and potatoes of things. Um, those of you are familiar with Don't Do That Bro, we kind of hit you with the the light, you know, the, the easy palatable stuff that's full of game and wisdom. And then we kind of dive into the deep end and try to give you some, some, some life goals, some things that can kind of go beyond the here and now. You know, the here and now is not cheating. The here and now is, you know, that sliding into the DMs. The here and now is just being wise in, in the movements you make. But right now we're talking about bro cycle. We're talking about what it looks like to have a healthy life up until the age of 37 because that's all I got. Um, to, to successfully navigate high school, college, post-grad, and then 
baby life, kid life, career life, and whatever comes after that, right? Successfully. Yeah, we haven't hit retirement we yet. Haven't, we haven't got that far. But we do know through mm-hmm. kid life. We can definitely get you through kid life. And that bro cycle mm-hmm. is one that we might like to convince ourselves that mm-hmm. there is a wide variation, mm-hmm. but there is a general <laughs> thrust for all of us. Yes, there, there, there is a trajectory that every man needs to be on and moving in a direction of. So this conversation is going to be colored with, all right, what dudes are doing at certain stages of life, what they should be doing at certain stages of life. Dan will probably have a totally different side side. Yeah, I would say side of the story for things because, you know, he doesn't like to dress up. So <laughs> at some point in time, you know, every man needs to dress up. Now, what that dress I, up I looks like. I want you to know, <laughs> me and my wife already got our Star Wars tickets <laughs> to go see Star Wars. The, oh, the hypocrisy. You know what I'm saying? You're just not going to dress up. You're just no, not going to. No, hell no. You're not going to take a lifesaver in there with you. A lifesaver? Lightsaber. A lightsaber? Yeah, lightsaber. No. Okay. Hey, man. That's I just right. want you to know that I'm not a hater. Uh-huh. I just see the light. <laughs> I, whatever, whatever it is you say, you know, this is, this is the guy that's like, yo, I don't necessarily, I'm not a voyeur. I don't like look at people when they're doing what they do. But if they happen to be doing it around me, I might, I might just look at them. Is that, is that, is that, is that, is that, is that totally different? Is that, is that not the same? And I, I don't know why it's different, but... <laughs> Right. We'll figure it out. All right, cool, man. I'm not saying you're a voyeur by any means. All I'm saying is, hey, if you're going to engage the culture, go all the way in. All right? So listen, high school dudes, if there happens to be any high school dudes listening or parents of high schoolers or a dude that has high school dudes in their life, um, there's probably one thing for sure that most high school boys um, are after or trying to accomplish, and that's uh, passing the trigonometry examinations. I'm lying. It's sex. Most high school boys are just trying to bust nuts. Um, is that a, we're explicit? That's okay to say, right? Yeah, that, right? We, we have the E next we to have us. The e, we have the E. So I think that for some reason, I don't know if it's culture, I don't know if it's just the, the nature of hormones or whatever the case may be, men, older men, haven't been able to successfully guide dudes away from chasing that nut in high school. Like, I just don't, I don't know what it is. It's a certain type of dude. I, don't, I, I won't say all boys were, because, you know, up until a certain point, I didn't really start fooling with chicks for real for real until my senior year you know what i'm saying and, and that came at the hands of homecoming king so i had to take homecoming king under my belt in order to even engage in that look right? at you hey man homecoming it, king hey man it did you just, get a big crown i got a, I got a lot of things but a crown was one of them <laughs> <laughs> a crown was yes. no i feel like it's always an inverse like as you are playing and it, it and obviously this mm. isn't necessarily hold true in all situations, but as you are like focused on sports and mm. as you are like playing sports and that's taking all of your time mm-hmm. outside of like getting great, decent grades, mm-hmm. the less and less you're focused on sports, the more and more you're like, Oh, there's this other thing that could fill yeah. up my time. Yeah. I.e., the yeah. female of the species. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the thing, right? It's, it's, it's helping dudes, young dudes understand and navigate like, listen, man, you can chase chicks all you want. But what is your goal? What is it that you're trying to do, right? Because even if you're playing sports, you know, it depending on what sports you're playing and how popular you are, it, it the, the is thrown at you even more, right? For so sure. So then at that point, you don't even have to pursue it because it's pursuing you. R- right, right, right. And that's where the it starts to fall apart is because <laughs> once you're the star quarterback, like, you no longer have to think about it. Right. It's thinking about you. Come on. All, it's chasing you, sir. You know what I'm saying? And all of the pitfalls. <laughs> right, right. And that's the thing, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dirty game that gets played. Right. So what do you wish you could tell your high school self what, in the bro cycle? What, in the bro cycle, is like, listen, man, we talked about it last week. This is where you need to be developing some squad, right? You need to, you need to have dudes that are around you that can fulfill 
the the short term mission of getting out of high school well and getting on to the next level. Some people it's college, some people it's trade, some people it's armed services. Oh, that's another conversation for another day. You know, whatever it may be, whatever your pursuit is, you need to have dudes around you that are helping you pursue your your next step goal. Because you know, it's not a lifetime. You know, high school you you know might change your career four or five, ten times. You know what I'm saying? Your interests may be different, but you need to be putting solid dudes around you that can help you navigate these tests, get your good study habits in. Um, can you, I mean help you develop some game you want some dudes around you that can teach you how to you know what i'm saying deal with the fair sex or whatever the case may be but you don't want them to be the end-all be-all consumption because if you hang around a bunch of dudes that are just trying to get get some that becomes the whole of who you are right that becomes the sum total of your uh your life mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i had dudes in high school that's all that that's all they did the way they dressed the way they talked getting s curls you may not be familiar with an s curl i know what an s curl is do you what yes i'm not dumb bro wait a minute I mean, how do you, how would you, how would I, <laughs> who put you on to the S-Girl game? Sorry, this, this is a conversation I need to have. Bro, I listen to West Coast hip hop. Okay, okay, all right, cool. So, so that's you. what it is. I hate you. <laughs> all I'm saying is this makes sense now. This is why you don't know who Biddy's Eagle is, because, you know what I'm saying? He's on the East Coast. That's all you had to say. So, yes, S-Curls, have you had an S-Curl? Have you ever had a relaxer texture in your life? <laughs> no, I have not. All right, cool. So, dudes in Los Angeles. Outside of Los Angeles, as far as, I mean, I don't think it made it to the Bay, but all just the whole Southern California situation, dudes that were black as midnight. Although I've been to countries where dudes have been pretty dark skinned and had fair hair, light hair, I mean, uh, you know, curly hair or whatever the case may be. But dudes, it was just this thing. It still goes on to this day where dudes get S curls, right? You're, you're, there's no way that your hair naturally looks like that. Sure. But because your pursuit, and this is all this is all a point, because your pursuit of chicks is such a situation, you want to be so pretty for these chicks, and you're getting in that you are chemically processing your hair. You will change the chemical composition of your hair, potentially burn your scalp, potentially have your hair fall out, potentially ruin your hair life as a young man for the sake of getting some attention by females, right? That may may not seem like a big thing because some people it's just hair to grow back to fall out, whatever, whatever. But the idea is you're willing to burn your scalp. For the sake of getting the potential, the potential, right? Not even the promise of, right? Because you still got to deal with your personality. You still got to deal with your quirks. You st- your quirks. You still got to deal with you being whatever you are as a teenager, right? And so it's not even guaranteed that you'll get the desired result. So all I'm saying is, everybody's in your crew. If that's all they're about, you lose sight and lose focus of the things that you need to be focused on. Get some athletes around you. Get some scholars around you. Get some dudes that know how to f- have fun and kick back. You might even need some hood dudes around you. Do you know what I'm saying? To throw that weight around if you get caught up in the situation but the idea is that high school man you can't have a singular pursuit of it just being about chicks man and it and it's so much is and i think to get serious for two seconds mm-hmm. like this was for me what i wish i could go back and tell myself and all of my friends mm-hmm. was these women these females are not objects for you to like yeah. collect mm-hmm. and basically barter with and move mm-hmm. around the table mm-hmm. but they were for us like they right. absolutely they were things and we like didn't ca- we didn't care about yeah. Yeah. their emotions mm-hmm. it was it was a pecking order and bragging rights yeah. as far as who you were with and and how that was going now like in individual relationships of course you get to know them you see mm-hmm. them as people and so on and so forth but i wish i wish so bad i could go back and tell myself and thankfully like i did have some friends like in high school who who did pull me away from that scene and that that mentality mm-hmm. but as we see in LA and in Hollywood now like mm-hmm. this mentality is deeply rooted yeah. in our culture and in this dude cycle mm-hmm. that like 
you you come to think that women are for your purposes mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. your attention and mm-hmm. and now we have half of hollywood yeah. with thousands of in, like mm-hmm. accusations of yeah. sexual harassment and misconduct so yeah. i think we got to be honest with this stage of life for high school dudes and like two like not to put my dad on blast mm-hmm. but because my dad was an amazing man but this was one area of life dads like you avoid this mm-hmm. conversation because mm-hmm. you don't know how to have the conversation because you were at one point a part of this yeah. whole like cycle and you're like well boys will be boys yeah. and whatever so he'll figure it out i wish my dad had been the one just to be like look these are the things you're dealing with this mm-hmm. is what you're thinking i know i've been there but here's the truth of the, yeah. the situation because yeah. most dads are like this is how you get them and even if they're not saying you know take advantage of them or sexually have some sexual misconduct issues it's like yo this is the game this is how you talk to them this mm-hmm. is how you wine and dine them this is how you because you know that's that's what they have, right? right. You know what I'm well, saying? It's that, it's that rite of passage. They're like, oh, no. my son yeah. is, you know, a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, my son is about to be a year old, and he started touching himself in his diaper, right? And I'm like, no! Because I'm like, ah! Like, you know, stage development, being the psychiatrist that I am, right, according to you, um, is that you know that, like, not that babies touching themselves is a big deal, because, you know, mo- male, most male babies start exploring down in their diaper or whatever, but I just don't want him to get stuck in those cycles of, like, masturbation or whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm like, when does it start? When do I have the conversation, right? And it's just that, for me, it's just I'm on high alert for any signs and things of, like, all right, we need to have conversations. I need to uh, be preemptive. I need to, you know what I'm saying, do what I do. So that's, you know, that's the second piece for the bro cycle for older dudes whether you're a father or you're an uncle or a big brother or whatever you need to have a conversation with that little dude in your life and be like hey man let's talk about sexuality let's talk about these females let's talk about you know males if you know if that's what you you know that's what the guy's into or whatever but just making sure that they're sexually responsible or whatever Mm -hmm. because when you're a teenager and hormones are pumping and you're chasing that you know what i'm saying like but you know chasing ejaculation whatever your sexuality finds you in right if you're chasing that ejaculation bro it's there's no talking to teenagers, right? There's no, there's no sense that could be made. Mm-hmm. It's the Pringles commercial. Once you pop, you can't stop, man. You know what I mean? And so for me and my son, I'm like, yo, like I need to make sure that I'm intentional about making sure that he understands things. And the, my conversation would be like, yeah, this is how you treat a woman. This is how you pursue, pursue a girl. But my conversation with my son is like, bro, why even bother with that stuff right now? You know, I mean, learn what you can learn, put some things under your belt so that when the future comes, you can wine and dine. But right now, pursue other things, man. There's so many other things to pursue. So that's my answering your question. What I would tell myself in high school is like, pursue things, try to enjoy life, do more of things that are, are, are like going to build like character. Or, you know what I'm saying? True investments. And true investments. Build, you know, learn more about, you know, even like stock markets. I remember in the sixth grade, we were learning about stocks and savings and bonds and all mm-hmm. that other stuff. And then that all went out the window when I started chasing chicks. Cause like, yo, I don't care about saving money. Yeah. I don't care about like, like ma- making money. Like I'm trying to get something else. I'm trying to make it out in this back row. This right. Movie theater you know what right I'm now. saying? This is what I'm doing right now. You know? And so why the movies? Is that still a thing? I think so, bro. I think the so. The movies was like, Bruh. just bruh bad news my daughter would never go to the movies with a boy like there's nothing there's nothing that comes from that oh oh, y'all can watch it right here on the living room (laughs) i'll 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 buy this movie for right right we we popping this popcorn i'll steal this movie from the internet for you guys (laughs) red box it is you know what i mean like bro get out of here man like yeah don't 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 do it so that's i mean that's the thing with the high school times it's it's very simple life when you're in high school for some people uh, depending on you know background situation and what's going on in your neighborhoods and all of that but i think the main thing that young dudes need to understand and dudes that are in the lives of young dudes is that you just got to help them find better pursuits you know and and expanding their horizons and set them up for failure uh set them up for success and not failure going into college all right guys we'll be right back i'm gonna take a little break 
hear some kind words from a advertiser and then we'll get back to that second stage of the bro cycle all right dan so listen man i think your college experience was probably a a little more safe than mine's <laughs> um and not making any judgments about your character or, or the, the the quality thereof of your life but i just think that um my high school my college career would have ended or it would have ended because i was going to uh commit crimes against a person two people particularly uh without incriminating myself so I, that's what i'm saying safer like i was i was going to end up in jail <laughs> and that was going to end my college man, career potentially that you see hey man it's that life bro you know what i'm saying it ain't all it ain't all uh ivy, i cream. thought it was like ivy league over i there. mean hey man you see berkeley did what it did but it also it also it, it, it it's a lot of things in in that environment you know there's a lot of cities that are near and dear to my heart that that surround that city of berkeley that uh if you're in the wrong wrong elements there's some things that can Dang. go down so yeah my my college was mm -hmm. was fairly a lot of people probably look at what my college yeah. experience was and and say it was mundane okay. but um i mean look i got into college by that point in time i i had run through my shenanigans <laughs> uh in high school mm -hmm. and kind of had a come to jesus moment mm -hmm. at that point in my life and so college to me i i learned in high school that i needed to be surrounded by really really awesome dudes mm -hmm. because there was a part of my high school that that wasn't the case mm -hmm. and i was in all bunch of trouble mm -hmm. um and then by the end of high school i had like you know this like three or four like really tight-knit group of guys that really helped kind of keep me in line and so life this podcast is probably a part of it. it's a function <laughs> of mm -hmm. that experience and then in college the same thing like all right where are these five or six mm -hmm. guys going to be mm -hmm. and like that are going to hold me accountable to staying in college not ruining my life downtown Athens because mm -hmm. if you know anything about the University of Georgia where I went to school it has the most bars per square foot of any city in the any, country no make no damn sense man uh, <laughs> there's like a hundred bars in the downtown scene of Athens bro I mean it's and what is it like a mile like if yeah, that long like maybe God, maybe oh bro it may be a square mile yeah um and there's I mean there's literally every storefront is a bar either front or mm -hmm. or it turns into a bar at mm -hmm. night or something like that mm -hmm. so i mean i knew going in like the dropout rate is 50 percent for freshmen at UGA. really so 50 percent of students don't make it from their freshman wow. to sophomore year because wow. it's a hard school it's not mm -hmm. an easy school mm -hmm. and it's a party school to mm -hmm. some extent so i got in and i found those guys that were gonna hold me accountable got plugged in at young life Mm -hmm. Did Young Life all the way through college. Oh, Jesus made a difference for you. Yeah, in college. it did, dude. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I I spent my my Friday and Saturday nights playing ultimate frisbee mm -hmm. uh, and frisbee golf on North Campus <laughs> and playing mafia. <laughs> yeah, there's also some mafia <laughs> nights in there too. So, uh, I w again, I, I loop back. I loop back to some shenanigans once I turned 21 because mm -hmm. I didn't quite understand the consequences of my decisions. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we'll get to that here in a second, mm -hmm. but um. I waited till 21 to start turning up again. Okay. All right. Um, so before 21, advice to yourself. Was there any, I mean, it seemed like you were pretty straight and narrow. Was there anything in that situation? <laughs> Just don't take life so seriously. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, at the time I would, I was dating my now wife. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of had an on and off the relationship. You'll hear why we were off <laughs> when the shenanigans turn up again. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think I, a lot of like, you get into college and at least for me, it was a hundred percent um what is where where am i going to be in four years mm -hmm. how am i and there there was there wasn't a whole bunch of moments of just mm -hmm. like being a college kid and just mm -hmm. of being yeah. kind of stupid and allowing myself just that place to kind of 
find myself. And so some of those, I think I went through and I think the other piece was, is like really think about what you want to do in the sense, in the sense of don't just take the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. Uh, don't just go into that major because it's like, you're good at it or it's the easiest one to get into or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, most of that stuff was just kind of, I don't know. I, the college outside of being a parent and getting Mm -hmm. married were the best four years of my life. All right. So, all right. No, that's, that's solid. So for me, before I forget, because I go on these tangents and yeah. just talk about shenanigans, I think the biggest thing that I learned um, in college at some point, I wish I had known in the beginning was to utilize the resources that are there. So we had a black recruitment and retention center at the school. Right. And so they had a bunch of resources for scholarships. Um, they had resources for like even like doing they had a program where you could do a um what do you call it? Uh, exchange program with Howard. So you go to you go to Howard for a semester, and a Howard student comes to Cal, and basically you get to. I could have been in. I could have been at Howard, bro. Like chocolates again, where my mind was. But the idea is, like, I could have been in a different learning environment. The mecca. I could have. I could have been in a situation where I could have been surrounded by wonderful people, beautiful, smart, intelligent people for six months or however long that semester lasted. But at the same time, gaining some valuable experience, right? Um, but. I didn't find out about this stuff. Um, there was a, diff- a bunch of associations. There was a bunch of different um, on-campus resources. Even going to like the counselors there, whether it was the mental health counselor or the uh, uh, the person that helps you kind of decide what uh, majors you want to take and all that other stuff, right? Instead of just going to them to saying, "Hey, like, okay, what classes do I need to take to graduate?" I should have been like, "Yo, like, help me and get some, give me some ideas of what possible careers could come from this particular mm-hmm. degree I'm thinking about pursuing." Sure, right? For me, I started off doing mass communications. Uh, ended up getting a, de- a degree uh, in African American studies and focusing on social studies and things of that nature, but realizing that with my with my uh, African American studies degree, it was leading into the the field of education and teaching and having to pursue a PhD so that I could be an educator, and only realizing like yo, I'm not I'm not really one to to go into the teaching field. You know what I'm saying? Like that degree wasn't a dead end degree. It wasn't like majoring in like um, art or anything like that. And those aren't dead end degrees, but it's just. You have to usually have to do something else, like unless you have a real gift or skill set uh, when you're majoring and stuff like that. But really just utilizing the services and the resources that are available to one, get you that money if you need to get to that money um, to help you explore and see the world, even doing a study abroad programs like that wasn't even something that was on my radar uh, until I hooked up uh, with uh, the National Society of Black Engineers, NSBE, uh, which I wasn't an engineer by any means. But those guys were the guys that helped me get my mind right, which and I'll tell that story a little later on. But just the idea of, of knowing that there are different things like that are available to you um, that you can go and do like and, and I guess maybe people knew about study abroad. I just didn't know about study abroad. I had no Dude, idea. That's one thing I wish I would have done, bro, bro. I had every opportunity. I just didn't know I had the opportunity. Right. Um, and then that's another thing. If you're in college or, you know, somebody in college and you don't tell them these things, you're a hater. Like it was people that knew. And they wouldn't tell because they feel like they felt like it was limited resources. And if everybody knows about studying abroad, if everybody knows about this Howard Exchange program, it'll make it harder for me to get to. But don't be a hater. Just be better. Your application could be better. Your essay should be better. Your grade should be better. And then you win. But if you're worried about everybody knowing what's going on for the sake of you not doing it, you're a hater in life. Right. So for me, if I could tell my my past self, hey, what you need to do is utilize resources and stop being um the, you know just prideful and not wanting help man just go ahead and utilize everything that's available um and unlike you my i didn't turn up until i got to college because again like i said up until senior year i mean outside of doing shenanigans and you know getting myself arrested and stuff like that as, as a youth in the inner city um i wasn't girls weren't the thing right and so once i realized like girls actually liked me 
um and and all i had to do was say right the right things and do the right things and you know the homies put me on when i got to college i was like oh shoot this is a whole different life and so for me i think that knowing that hey things are worth pursuing and things aren't worth pursuing same as in high school and then managing that stuff well because you know i mean you're in college right so you're gonna experience things you're gonna I think that's a fine time to start dating to kind of figure out, you know, uh, what type of person you're kind of drawn to, you're trying to, you're attracted to or whatever, but you still got to have the end goal in mind, right? You got to, you got to be, and what was that for you? For me, it was, I was, it was journalism. Like that was my end goal was like becoming, you know, the next, I liked Frazier at the time. I wanted to be a, you know, on the radio doing something. I didn't know, you know, I, I wasn't a psychologist at that point in time, but I wanted to be some type of media mogul in, in, in that, in that vein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so once I realized that's what I wanted to do, all my efforts got put into that. And so I became the news director of the school radio station. I was winning all kinds of press awards. I was um, working with the journalism school. Cause at the time, um, journalism separate from mass communication was only a graduate school thing. Okay. Um, and I switched from mass communications cause I realized at Berkeley, it's all about, um, theory. It's all about learning about the media and not actually being the media itself. Huh. So that job is like an analyst or, you know, somebody that's like, Hey, call John Parker when you want to find out about this specific thing and you want to interview him. I wanted to be on camera. I wanted to be the person sure, sure, you know, sure. behind the microphone. Right. Or whatever. You have a very small personality. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm working on it. I'm trying to be, you know, a little more out there, <laughs> you know, this extrovert life. I don't, who can do this? So, okay. So fast forward to mm. this great lesson that you were yeah. like, I have to get out of college. Otherwise I go, I'm going to go to jail soon. Yeah. So, I mean, again, because I didn't turn up really until high school, I mean, until college, um, even when it came to growing up in Southern California, gang culture, the stuff that I found myself in, it was just uh, the idea of like, man, if there's problems, there's ways to solve these problems. Right. And so in college, having that same mentality and then hooking up with dudes that was about that life is like, oh, oh, we got beef. Oh, we got this. Oh, we got that. We can handle that. You know, and there were certain characters and people that. It wasn't just students. It was like, it was some shenanigans, like to the point where I'm thinking about how can I get back at this cop that just hit me up? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it was bad. Like, and so I realized that somewhere in my mind, yeah, I'm at Berkeley. Yeah. You know, Ivy League of the West, all this other stuff. But my mind was still bent towards like, like, I don't know. What's the word I want to use? Like, I just had a bitter, hateful, dark heart. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. Um, and that was getting revenge and making people feel my you know what i'm saying my frustration was more important to me sometimes than my education or doing things that make sense so you know you to thine self be true like it, i had an epiphany one day i was like yo like like i'm here student by day and terrorist by night you know what i'm saying like tr- like terrorists in the sense of causing terror you know to people's lives um to the point where i'm getting administratively reassigned in the dorms i'm getting booted out of you know the dorms bro having to move dorms you know just uh, you know just just doing stuff that what why are you doing this in college mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. so, so it's like the the still wanting not, turning up late in life like oh shoot this is fun like oh this is cool like being this bad boy and everybody's hating you and those guys are a bunch of da 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 and having being able to create a narrative um that was that was bad and and like you know like if it was the 50s i'd be the guy in the motorcycle jacket smoking a cigarette looking like james dean because that's what the girls like or whatever and you're the bad boy but realizing like that was stupid right and like you got all of these things i'm doing all bro when i say i'm winning awards i'm like 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 bro like i was killing the press game at the time i was killing the media game at the time yeah. and i'm like bro like i was doing what i wanted to do but this dumbass lifestyle that I couldn't shake from my youth you know what I'm saying or what I grew up with because I didn't have dudes in my life that were encouraging me to do the right thing right I had a bunch of dudes around me that was like yo let's do this dirt like that's 
the direction, like, you know, it was this Dr. Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde life that I was yeah. living. Yeah, you know dude. I mean? Yeah, man. I think for me, it's, it's similar in the sense of really the bumps came at the end of college mm-hmm. for me uh, and just trying to figure out where I was going to land. And probably the thing I now thinking about it would like to tell myself is like spend those mm-hmm. four years like tr- figuring out who like what is your identity who yeah. do you want to become yeah. like yes it's great you're surrounded by these awesome dudes and yes you're becoming like them because you're surrounding yourself by good people and but for me like college was i would i if i've been good at one thing in this world it's be, it's school mm-hmm. like i can crush some school mm-hmm. like read a book write an essay that regurgitates the knowledge from the right. book like i can do that all day long mm-hmm. um figure out what the professor wants me to write mm-hmm. and write that for them and they give me an a like that's something i can do without thinking yeah. um but because of that and i wish someone had stopped me and been like look i get you're good at school i get that you've never gotten a b in your life mm-hmm. but it, but that actually doesn't translate to the real world yeah. Yeah. and i think for college for me it like I said, it became rocky and I kind of started, I found that turn up at the end of college. Once I turned 21 was because I was dealing with like, who am I? Mm -hmm. Because in, in a year I'm no longer going to be the guy who has a 4.0 GPA. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the guy that's unemployed and currently at the time brokenhearted from the girl that I had basically chased out of my life Mm -hmm. because all I cared about was being the best at everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so I didn't realize, and again, started drinking, started to realize the consequences of those actions. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I finally had to come to terms with one, there are consequences to every actions. I'm not invincible, Mm -hmm. put myself in some pretty bad situations. Uh, started like, you know, doing some pretty crazy like i was worked at a rock climbing gym and so not that rock climbing is bad i love rock climbing Mm -hmm. but i started to put myself in some pretty hairy situations Mm -hmm. because like i needed that like adrenaline rush and Mm -hmm. i felt invincible and i wanted to continue to feel invincible uh and two like i didn't know where my identity was and so like not knowing there are consequences and not knowing where my identity was going to land kind of sent me into this kind of like depression for like six months um and self-medicated with alcohol absolutely mm-hmm. um and didn't know how to tell anyone because for three and a half years i had been the young life leader mm-hmm. had all my shit together knew what i wanted to do i wanted to be a history teacher and it all kind of like started to not make sense anymore and i didn't mm-hmm. know where to go with that yeah and it's crazy bro because i think that's the the biggest piece and that's why being a mental health professional is like people need to understand like that's why i was saying before spend time with the counselor spend time with because it's like yo if someone, if you were sitting on somebody's couch and you was trying to process things and this is what I'm doing, da, 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 that may have been a breakthrough for you in that situation. Mm-hmm. It may not require six months of your life being lost, mm-hmm. right? Not saying you did anything wrong. For I'm sure. just saying. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not I part of I definitely spent it a lot of nights like, what What am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And same for me. It was like, man, if I'd have sat on somebody's couch or even just had better dudes around me just saying, hey, like, yo, what are you doing? What are your pursuits? finding identity figuring out what's going on this is what college should be about not what you're doing right um and it wasn't until i hooked up with some guys um again i I mentioned it earlier national society of black engineers squares dudes ever met in my life but they was hella cool to be around they was about their books they was about chicks like all the things that you should be about in college they were able to do um and i was going to national conferences and doing just doing stuff and i'm like yo like you can enjoy college you can be smart Right. You don't have to threaten people's lives and get into fights and be a tough guy. I'm not saying that those guys weren't tough and couldn't fight and couldn't handle their business. Um, But the idea was like, man, I can live a life to where I'm handling my business. 
I'm getting good grades. I'm able to successfully have uh, relationships with uh, uh, the female gender and not put myself in positions that are compromising. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, so it's like, again, which is the common denominator and all of this of the bro cycle is making sure you have people in your life that are doing the things that you want to do, that are achieving the goals that you want to achieve and accomplishing things that you see yourself accomplishing because those are the people you need to be around. Mm -hmm. And the contrast, and again, my, my other friends are my friends to this day, but I just didn't know how to separate their lives and what they wanted to do from my life and what I wanted to do. Right. I was all encompassing in the loyal to your soil, Southern California gang culture. I was like, yo, these are the homies and this is what we're going to do. We, 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 we. But I think part of, again, my, my, my story, too, is like I found religion later on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was that wasn't a part of my life until the halfway point of my college career. Mm-hmm. And so for that, once that pursuit kind of put things in perspective for me and gave me an idea of like, yo, like like there are moral rules and laws and obligations that I have to my fellow man and to myself and to God that I need to follow mm-hmm. right that will give me a better life not just following rules and blind obedience but like these are standard things that I should do as a human being to make life better right coupled with surrounding myself that are, with people that are making my life my life better and again I made terrible decisions I shunned a lot of my friends I think I was in a cold you know it's a lot of stuff that I did wrong but God was faithful to kind of help me you know what I'm saying navigate through that mm-hmm. but the 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 missing pieces like man like you're saying college years are the years for exploration those are the years to travel those are the years to do the study abroad those are the years to experiment with different career goals and aspirations and pursuits or whatever because you don't have responsibilities and hopefully if you've done things right you don't have a lot of debt during that time right so you're not held to a certain standard like yo i gotta get out of here in three and a half years or 2.5 years or four years because of money pressures Mm -hmm. if you get out in four you get out in four if you graduate early graduate if you like me and super senior do a fifth year you do a fifth Mm -hmm. year but when i got serious about uh, my faith and when i got serious about about hanging around people that were gonna were gonna also add to my life because I think again, if, if my, my other homeboys added to my life it was just a different addition right because sure. I don't want to shade them dudes because they again they're my friends to this day yeah but it was just a different direction for sure but when I got those dudes in my life it was a situation where I had like five classes I got five A's in these classes um you know I'm in college with five who take who wants to take five classes I have four jobs and I was still doing my news director thing and I was like bro this was the best semester I ever had in my life and when I was in my shenanigans I would have two or three classes one of the classes being swimming I may have passed I may have failed my swimming class but when I wasn't about that life when I wasn't on my p's and q's how do you have two classes three classes and barely pass those and you know just just running this reckless life but then when you get serious about things and when you have people that are positive in your life you can take on more five classes, four jobs and be serious about these things and really succeed. And mm-hmm. it wasn't no stress. Like I was more stressed out when I was doing less classes and up to shenanigans than when I was busy and active and motivated and moving forward um, and focused on the prize. And so, you know, you know, past self, like, yo, just stay focused, enjoy things, enjoy life. Don't take college so serious, um, but make sure business get handled. Yeah, man. I wish someone had been there to say exactly what you just said that it was all about finding yourself exploring and surrounding yourself by good people and i think if you do those things in college like college will be of benefit i actually think that in today's age like college is becoming far less useful and like Mm -hmm. teaching you what you want to do Mm -hmm. in this world Mm -hmm. uh there's probably better ways more economic ways more efficient ways to learn what you want to do but as far as growing up and Mm -hmm. finding yourself Man, there's not a better situation yeah. than four years of learning, mm-hmm. 
uh, and being surrounded by people who are mm. in the same kind of that stage that you can bounce ideas off yeah. of. And I'll make this point brief because we move on to the next thing. But it's just like even if you don't find yourself, and because I, I don't want people to call us elitist, if you're not going to college, it's just those years, right? Eighteen sure. to twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. If you're following a trade, if you're you know whatever you're doing, for sure. Um, that time of life is the time to explore. To, to, to get into things, to to use, you know, your resources, to talk to people, to to be an apprentice, to, you know, whatever that looks like so that you can um, have those experiences and that game and that wisdom to be able to propel you into the next phase that we're talking about now, which for some people, depending on where you start, I didn't get married till I was 31, didn't have kids at 35, but just whatever age group you find yourself in when it comes to settling down, finding that career pursuit, uh, potentially having kids, getting married. Um, and again, that varies. Some people that starts right after college, you know, uh, and some people you wait 10 or 12 years or whatever. Exactly. Um, and I think that the postgraduate time frame, 22 on, 23 on, is about really uh, being serious about something, right? Because I coming from experience, I was a jack of all trades. I did banking. I was a, a personal banker. I did taxes. I managed my tax office. Uh, I worked in the community centers, you know, group homes. I did a whole bunch of stuff before I landed in this therapy thing, um, which I think was good for me because I didn't, you know, I didn't have any real situation. I wasn't married. I didn't have any children, but I utilized that time unwisely in a sense of I didn't have any focus. I was just trying stuff to just try stuff. Like there was no end goal. When I was doing banking, I just needed a job because I was out of college, right? Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to become a professional, a personal banker. I wasn't trying to become like, you know, there was no, like what are the actual career aspirations of somebody that starts off as a teller? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like for that sure. may be for some the end all be all, but for me, that wasn't going to be enough for me. So I should have did more research in pursuing what can I become? In taxes, I realized the pinnacle was just running your own tax office because it's really just doing taxes, you know what I'm saying? Unless I wanted to work for the IRS or, you know, whatever. For sure. So long story short, and this is like, yo, when you're pursuing these career goals and aspirations, think about some long term. You know, people have the one year goal, three year goal, five year goal, 10 year goal. But at least if you know you're the type of person that's not going to be satisfied with just being the teller and tellers are great jobs. But if that's not all for you. Do some research before you be three years in and be like, dang, I really hate this teller situation of what the next stages are and plan your career in such a way where, all right, I'm going to be a teller for this amount of time. Then I'm going to be a personal banker and then I'm going to do mortgages and loans and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to be the bank president. You know, whatever that is. For sure. Before you just get stuck in a rut. Does that make sense? For sure. And I think make sure to you have uh, the plan or at least um, the foresight to understand what future education you're going to need to get yeah. additionally because yeah. i think a lot of people get into these situations of like climbing the ladder and they'll, they'll hit a glass ceiling where mm -hmm. they didn't know that you needed another degree in order to hop that glass yeah. ceiling um you know i'm just going to make the career section mm -hmm. of this life cycle short because i i genuinely believe that you should just find what you love doing especially when you're in that 18 to mm -hmm. 22 mm -hmm. year range and just start doing it and become the like the best in the world at whatever you're yeah. doing and push yourself and make sure it's something that you can do day and night, work 18 hours a day in that stage of life and it doesn't feel like work to yeah. you. Yeah. And if you find that thing, I promise you, you will be successful and especially in the, the day and age that we live in now where it's, it's fairly easy to start your own company, to get exposure because of social media mm -hmm. um, and, and become known for that thing and become an expert in that thing it, it, and make sure that's a growing industry. Don't become an expert in typewriting right. uh, because right. that's, you know, is, is done and mm -hmm. probably won't come back around again for 40 more years. But yeah. like become an expert in a growing industry and I promise it'll be successful. Yeah. So I'm going to leave that there. Yeah. I think really 
the the thing I want to say, and it's more so just watching friends like graduate college. These these were dudes that like their hair was on fire. They were ready to like pursue life, change the world, like and and mostly because like I think that a lot of those dreams got squashed by the realities of life in the sense of I have to provide for my I have to provide for myself now and then quickly, especially in the South, a lot of them got married really yeah. really early out of college. Uh, I got married really early out of college too, so there was that. I mean, I, I have that in common, but a lot of them today like are don't hate their jobs and are frustrated by the realities of their life and like they're you know their life has become you know the four walls that they are mortgaged mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah. and the kids that they love dearly and their wife yeah. and and then the job that like feeds the feeds those things and that's not a bad life but you don't see that same like like kind of glow in their eye of mm-hmm. like oh i can change the world oh i can do something that i love and that's my piece of advice to people in this like third stage of like postgraduate um, start to have kids, start to get married is make sure that your wife is ready to like ride or die for the dream that you have mm-hmm. to, like that you feel like you were created to do because yes, you were created to love her, but she also needs to know like, Hey, this is my dream. I want to own this business. Yeah, I want to yeah. do this. Are you ready to like help like ride with me? This and what's your dream mm-hmm. and, and dudes don't be arrogant enough to believe that your wife isn't capable of, of her dreams and, yeah. and incredible aspirations. My, my wife is in, in a, like in a lot of senses more, uh, successful than me in, in her career. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, we both are oh, married yeah, to sure. like, uh, just in, like rock stars. We mm-hmm. have a whole episode about out kicking your punk coverage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can go list that. You should find a woman who is more passionate or is like is driven and, and is dreaming of bigger things. And I think it'll, it works out well in your marriage. Mm-hmm. All that to say is, like dudes don't just like graduate college and kind of like mail it in. Yeah. And I feel like the the mass majority of my friends were like, Oh, this is the path. This is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to get married. I, I, I love this woman. I guess I need to get a job that like provides, yeah. even yeah. though I don't love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, and then I guess we're going to have kids because she wants kids. Mm-hmm. And, and I just see a lot of dudes like at 34, like 30 to 34, like, mm-hmm. I wish I could have done something different. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, you, you said that beautifully. I think in that in that frame, postgraduate, even, to, you know, and career-wise, is one thing I want to remember is that when you say um, be an expert, people don't realize, sometimes people, because of their natural gifts and talents, don't realize you have to educate yourself. You got to read. Like, as a therapist, I can't just be like, oh, because I know how to talk to people and I can listen. I'm the man. Like, no, I need to be educated. I need to mm-hmm. find about the- read about theories. I need to read about techniques. I need to be up on game, the latest, the greatest, blah, 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 blah. And that's what separates, you know, the men from the boys, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? It's totally. just like, yo, even in your field, like, oh, do you know how to use this program? Nah, do you not do that? Nah, can you do this? Nah, I can figure it. Like, no, you need to, you need to know how to do things. You need mm-hmm. to know how to use equipment. You need to know how to, if I'm the only person that shows up, can I run every single thing that's in this, you know what I'm saying? Totally. You know, and so, um, that's part of you got to educate yourself to your field. And I think what you said is beautiful about um, just not doing, and you, you just can't convince certain people certain things. What is the rush to get married and have children? You know, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, don't know, bro. bro. And I'm like, bro, like people just want to have sex, bro. Like they just want to bust one. And I'm like, bro, like, listen, you don't have to even, I mean, I don't know if it's like a religious thing for some people, but I know Catholics have a different thing about contraceptives or whatever. Like, bro, like, 
Why are people not preparing to not have children? Why are they rolling the dice? You know what I'm saying? And then get sad when they can't afford their kids or when they can't, you know what I'm saying? Do certain things. They can't travel. They can't do that. I'm like, kids are beautiful and they're wonderful and you can plan. And family planning doesn't mean abortion. Family planning doesn't have to be, you know what I'm saying? Get rid of the baby. Family planning can be like, this is the time to have children and this is not a time to have children. Yep. Even from a psychological standpoint, there's cycles from everything. When you get married, you need that time to to honeymoon, to fall yes, out, to bro. fight, to get to know each other, to figure out what's going on. Then you need to figure out how to navigate careers with that. Then you need to figure out, all right, is this a good time to insert children? Like that, those things, all of those processes and stages need their own marination period. To- Dude, I could not agree with you more. You know what I'm saying? And so when you start jumping into these things, relationships, marriage, children, da-da-da-da-da, you put these handcuffs on you that are very hard to, to, to manipulate and navigate the things that you need to do because you have these ties. And I just feel like... You know, it, again, path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. It's like we get into these situations and it's like, okay, I just need to check these boxes so that I have the life that my parents right. had yeah. uh, when I was a kid and I enjoyed I enjoyed that life. And yes, like that's not a bad life to give your kids to, mm-hmm. but like ask yourself, like were your parents really happy? Mm-hmm. And I think that like me and, me and Allison waited six years before yeah. we had our first like we were married for six years yeah. and people have asked us like well how is it with a baby it's like amazing because right. we were like we for a year we were like begging god to give mm. us a child yeah but and now they're like so is it hard like no i begged god for a year <laughs> for this kid right yeah. like i am i'm fully ready and, mm-hmm. and, and capable and excited for this moment yeah. But part of that is because we had five years yeah. of like of traveling and seeing yep. the world and making up for the the fact that I didn't travel in college (laughs) and like, and man, it's, and and building our careers and building our careers to a point that like they were, they could both one continue after a child and, and there was enough momentum behind them that it wasn't a child coming or multiple children coming. wasn't going to force one of us to have to stop that process. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, we can go on for days. I think with, with the little nuances of things, but just broad over, you know, big picture. It's just like, Hey, when you're in that, the, the next stage of life post-graduation from college or trade school or military service or whatever it is that you do for those 18 to 21, 22, 23 years, it, life is not just about putting a ring on it mm-hmm. and growing old and dying. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 the, and the thing, too, to remember is, like, you can't mess it up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we go into, I think a lot of it's, like, fear-driven of, mm-hmm. like, if I don't marry this girl now she may like run off another dude. Like she may get frustrated and break. Mm -hmm. Like if that's what happens, that's what should probably happen. Like I (laughs) talk about in that turn up phase of my, like that 21 Mm -hmm. year old, like I did everything I could to push my wife away, my now wife away. We were dating at the time or not dating at the time actually. Mm -hmm. And like, um, I literally said, I never want to effing talk to you again at wow. one point in time. Wow. And Bruh, you tripping. We, we here. So all I'm saying is <laughs> I tried my darndest, yeah. damnedest yeah. to do that. And I, you know, and I did, I, I went and did the exact thing I wanted to do, which again, rock climbing, I was <laughs> dirt bag, live in Yosemite mm-hmm. Valley, Valley, get rid of money. I didn't mm-hmm. need money to live. Mm-hmm. I was ready to like, just kind of get, be off the grid essentially. Mm-hmm. Went on this two month long road trip, climbed a bunch, climbed a bunch of mountains, like did did my thing, and I remember staying on the last mountain that we were climbing, Mount Rainier in Seattle, and uh, stood on top of Rainier and was like, "This is stupid." 
<laughs> this yep. is stupid. But yep. I, if I didn't, if I hadn't gone and done that, mm-hmm. if I hadn't blown up my life yeah. and done, gone and done that and pursued, pursued what I thought was what I wanted to mm-hmm. do, I wouldn't have the clarity of mind to come back and be like, I was foolish. Yeah. That really wasn't what was best. Yeah. Let's, let's go and pursue what's best. Yeah. So I think you got to I think you got it that in that 18 to 24 pursue what you believe is best and yeah. I promise it'll work out. Yeah. It will work out. And then after that once you you know get to our age and my age is you know things will be a little a little different. And so I think just just wrapping up like the 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 post that 1824 just man if you're in career, if you're if you you if you found that found out what you want to do, be the best at it like Dan said, study 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 be the person that's sought after, be the guru, be the person in your field that they're like, yo, they're, they're, it doesn't matter what you do. And if you're still trying to rap, if you're still trying to be a rapper and you're, you're 31, 32 and you haven't made it by then, it just maybe maybe it's time to do something different. Maybe it's past time to do something different. Bro. You know, maybe the, we, get, we, get, we can talk about throwing names out. Nope. We can throw some names out. <laughs> you got it. I'm, nope. <laughs> we can throw some names out. All I'm saying is if it's, it, it, and it, it could be anything along and those lines. And his name's not Lecrae, just uh, for clarity, because okay, he's so, killing the game right so now. So you don't have to get, you know, that hate mail, yeah, right? Yeah. So the thing is like, yo, like, man, like there are things like, that people do that people don't love them enough to say stop and we've talked about this before but now we're talking about like grown men like yo like it's time to put your family first or whatever like i know dudes that are you know renting equipment and doing this and putting their families in financial binds right because they are they are pursuing a dream that isn't something that they that they, they shouldn't pursue like at some point in time like yo like your gifts will make room for you and maybe you just have a skill set that needs to be utilized in some other way or in some other field or something, right? So, and this is where, like, you know, me probably a couple of years ago would have been like, nah, like, you need, like, there, you had that 18 to 25 mm-hmm. range in order to pursue your dreams. And then if you <laughs> failed, yeah. like, you kind of got to deal with the consequences yeah. of not pursuing them in that time frame. I actually believe that you can t- continue to pursue your dreams. Mm-hmm. You can be 33, 35, 40 years old, wake up one day and be like, I want to be a game designer. Yeah. I don't want to be this tax consultant yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like, I think that there's ways for you to do that, but there's lean ways for you to do right, that. Right, right. smart ways. Smart ways, yeah. financially lean ways for you to invest in yourself, take online courses, mm-hmm. build a slow game. Don't try to be 40 and have this dream and be like okay i want i want to accomplish it by 41 yeah realize that it took you 40 years to get to where you are currently yeah. Yeah. it's probably gonna take you another 10 yeah. to get to where you really want to be yeah. but invest in yourself take mm-hmm. 10 years be 50 and be a game designer and if you t- give yourself a decade you most likely can do it in a lean way that yeah. your family can support you yeah. and be cheering for you yeah. versus we see dudes all the time like writing checks that they can't cash yeah yeah and it's like, why? Why, why are you doing why? that? Yeah, yeah. So don't, don't let the pride of your pursuit be the death of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, good, yeah, explore it. You didn't try. I'm not saying you're a loser because you are still trying to rap at 32 and you haven't made it yet. But I'm just saying, like, you you, you need to pursue other options. You know what I'm totally. saying? Like, And you need to stop putting your families in these situations where they're they're unable to, to live the life that they should live because you're doing stupid things. And I think, too, like, to my one last thought mm-hmm. here... The, for the for the last age range, the thing mm. I want to tell dudes who are outside of my age range, to mm. be honest with you, is the opposite of what we just talked about in the sense that don't be the dude, I'm sure you have a psychologist, very yeah. smart term there for this. There you go, yeah. Um, is 
the dude that constantly comes up with the thing he'd rather be doing. And Mm -hmm. he'll talk to like being an entrepreneur. I have countless conversations with guys like, Oh, I had this great idea to do this thing. And it's Mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. Like, so let's take some, take some proactive steps to Mm -hmm. go start doing those things. Mm -hmm. But instead they just want to have that conversation over and over and over again. And they kind of get off on the idea of the, like creating the idea and Mm -hmm. never actually pursuing it. And they kind of live in this like dream world that they're entrepreneurs when in reality, or they're like, or they're, they are trying to find the thing when in reality, like they're just in this cycle of never launching. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and it, and it kills me as someone that's like, you can do these things Mm -hmm. and you can be 35 and continue to find out more of who you are and pursue that. Like I had a conversation, a, a, a good conversation with a guy who he played golf in college, really, really talented golfer. And he's, 30 now and realize, man, like I never gave myself a shot. I'm going to try to give myself a shot. Yeah. And so he's taking three years to give himself a shot. Shoot your shot. He's going to try. Yeah. But yeah, the guys who, who are in the constant not doing something mm-hmm. about their mm-hmm. dream, yeah. that kills me maybe even more than the guys trying to do. Yeah. And, and again, it's both ways. So the, the whole point about being an old rapper is, is, is to bring reality to the situation because apparently Jay-Z is still making money, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is like knowing when to quit yes. and then knowing when to start. Yes. Right? And how. And how. And doing it with wisdom and making sure you have people around you that can push you in the right direction. You have the mentorship. Uh, you have the, uh, the right apprenticeship going on. Whatever it is that you need so that you can uh, focus narrowly on what that dream is and what that goal is and be able to pursue it and again like i say like you said in a way that doesn't bring um harm to your family yeah or if you're single that doesn't further put you in debt or make your life miserable yeah yeah are those the cycles of the butterfly that is man <laughs> that is that man that's the bro cycle man it's, it's in each stage of life you find yourself being the best person you could be pursuing the things that you need to pursue and having a team around you that's going to help you uh win and and knowing that hey it's never too late but sometimes it's past your time. <laughs> yeah. There's a certain 18 to 24. If you hate your job, quit your fucking job. Yeah. Yeah. And go find what you want to do. Yeah. We are explicit. So I can say that. I right? think so. I think you're good. I didn't shudder. You know what okay. I mean? Soccer cool. mom might not feel you on that one. Good, but, but yeah. But yeah. if you are 40, mm-hmm. maybe think a little bit harder about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never too late. We want you guys to be encouraged that are out there that are, you know, struggling through life or whatever. But if you're trying to do it on your own, you ain't got a team, you ain't got a squad, your bro cycle is just stuck on repeat in a in a place that you don't need to be. Yeah. You gotta get out of that thing. Yeah. If you if you're in if you're in like high school <laughs> stage one and you're forty years old, like yeah. and you're st- and you're still running around like where the nani is the yeah. center of your universe yeah. and you're just surrounded by a bunch of dudes who yeah. also think uh the same. You sound they, like some CEOs of some companies or rulers of some nations. Bro. But anyway. Man, <laughs> Donald Trump, how is he your life guy? We can help you get to stage two and three of your life cycle, bro. It's all good. We've man. solved much harder problems than you. Hey, I got you, man. Um, hey, if Donald Trump is listening, I appreciate everything you do for this country and what you're doing for the people of America. Uh, I would like to be your personal therapist, so I will travel with you on Air Force One and give you that game that you need, uh, that life catting that you currently are missing. Would you really take if he called? Would you mm-hmm. take that job? You, I have to, bro. I have to. And it's not a matter of like... You would drive yourself nuts. But I would have to be like, yo, as much as I talk, all the shade I throw his direction, if he gives me the opportunity to make his life better, it's like, I have to take that job, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because it's... it's I already... I, if, he, if he's dealing with narcissistic personality disorder, that's a whole other thing that, you know, it's like, oh gosh. But I feel like 
I don't know. You, I, I feel, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like, man, I, I got to. You know what I'm saying? I have to, I have to take that. I have to take that that call because it's like, man, the problem is you have a bunch of dudes who don't have dudes in their lives that will tell them what to do because he may not take any advice. He may not listen to anything I have to say. He may not have. He may just shun everything I say and call me an idiot when it's, it's said and done. But that's the problem. You know what I'm saying? There aren't enough dudes that are in dudes' life saying, that's hey, good. you know what I'm saying? You need to do better. You need to do right. You need to, you know what I'm saying, think through things. You know what I'm saying? And he has a bunch of yes men around him, or he fires people that aren't yes men. So that clearly shows you, you know what I'm saying, what he's about. That was a so total. I love it. Yeah. That's good. That's what we're about here at Don't Do That, Bro. Yeah, man. Uh, you can tune in every Friday uh, for a new episode of Don't Do That, Bro. We are on uh, iTunes, Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, FortDistrict.com, soon tune in radio and a few others to come yeah. uh, every Friday. Leave comments, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, C John Roar, S E E J O N R O A R, no H in that. And I'm Dan, uh, Dan Dunk, at Dan Dunk. Uh, and yeah, man. Yeah. It's been good. I appreciate y'all for listening. You have been blessed. You're welcome. <laughs>